This is John Gramstrand, and I'm a certified energy specialist for CHS Ag Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll have an update from Whitney Pittman as well. There is a line of snow this morning that stretches all the way from Nevada through Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, and on into the Canadian prairies. The snow right now being seen in a line from Bismarck, northeastern North Dakota, northwest Minnesota. Travel not being advised in far northwestern North Dakota and also in an area southeast of Dickinson. Stanley, North Dakota, west of Minot, has received 11 inches of snow. Sherwood, right on the Canadian border, 8.5 inches. Minot with 6.5 inches. At this point, there is rain on the southern edge of this system, which includes Grand Forks up to Roseau. The weather system is coming in a couple different waves with another round of heavy snow this afternoon in the Devil's Lake Basin. Shane, is Nisa's cattle are home and ready for that harsh winter weather? We moved, actually moved our whole herd, uh, cows and calves, home. Uh, moved them off. We had them grazing on some uh, some uh, grass fields and some regrowth and uh, decided we'd better get them home before the storms. So we're going to be feeding them at home. I don't think we'll get them weaned until we can get our corrals in just a little bit better shape and, and uh, probably wait till after this storm. But, no, yeah, they're doing well. You know, they got some good late grazing and uh, looking forward to uh, we, we got plenty of feed up. Uh, we were able to utilize some corn uh, for chopping silage and and uh, so i think we're we're looking pretty good now we'll just see what mother nature does uh, in the nearby future and while they plan to wait for weaning until the bad weather passes isney says it's important to get calves off the cows soon you know, we don't usually like to wait too long it, it gets a little harder on the mothers the longer you leave those big calves on them but um i think we're just gonna do it that way we definitely like to have uh you know them weaned before we, with deer season, which is kind of a uh, uh, national holiday up there in our neck of the woods, so we like to we like to have them weaned off by then, and and I know we will, and we'll we'll just uh, kind of wait out the weather. In a letter to his fellow Republicans, House Speaker Mike Johnson said his plan is to pass a new farm bill in December. Before that, Johnson wants Congress to pass all twelve appropriations bills. The Agriculture, Rural Development, and Food and Drug Administration Appropriations Bill was voted down a month ago in a dispute over budget cuts and language dealing with the availability of an abortion pill. Johnson plans to appoint a new working group to address those concerns. After trending lower for 10 consecutive years, more Americans faced food insecurity issues in 2022. According to a new USDA report, nearly 13% of all households struggled to get enough food last year, up more than 10% from 2021. In a statement, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said that is a stark reminder of the consequences of sh shrinking a proven safety net. USDA's new standards for organic livestock and poultry production include strong language dealing with animal welfare. To qualify for the organic label, poultry must have access to the outdoors, pigs must have adequate space to move freely. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack called it a big step forward. In a continued effort uh, to support an industry that is incredibly important uh, to American agriculture, uh, to the opportunity for small and mid-sized uh, production facilities and operations to continue to be profitable uh, and to continue to provide 
an ever-increasing uh, demand uh, that we have uh, for organic uh, products in grocery stores across the United States. Well, these standards only cover animals raised in the National Organic Program. Humane Society of the United States President and CEO Kitty Block said this is the first time farmers will be required to honor animal welfare standards in the care, treatment, and handling of animals within any government program. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum signed all 14 bills approved by the state legislature in its three-day special session. The action was necessary after the North Dakota Supreme Court ruled the Office of Management and Budget uh, bill was unconstitutional. Lawmakers did approve a bill that will provide incentives to a company building a fertilizer plant in the state. The program will forgive $125 million in loans through the Bank of North Dakota once construction is complete. Burgum sought a tax relief bill, but that was rejected. Retail fertilizer prices rose last week nationwide with anhydrous climbing 6%. The weekly DTN survey of ag retailers found the seven other fertilizer categories only with modest increases. This is the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Well, the grain trade faded yesterday after a choppy two-sided overnight session. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says the grains appear to be stuck in range-bound trading. I hope not, you know, <laughs> but um, this is what we had to deal with for so long for corn that I mean, this might be the new norm. And, and we have to remember we're kind of working through some selling pressure. Um, there are some better than anticipated deals in a lot of areas. Um, and so I think you saw that initial selling. I think there was probably some overrun of corn at some elevators. And then they came in here, they were hoping for higher prices and saw this market break 20 cents and just said, let's do it, let's cash it out, let's be done with it. Van On does expect grains to firm going into November. I do think if we can get through this little bit of selling pressure, you're probably going to lack a seller for a while. Manage money um, is still short corn. Um, they're closer to par for soybeans. I don't envision them being big, big sellers of the market unless we see some sort of, you know, black swan or economic story to bring them to be sellers of commodities in general. But we should enter a time frame into this this like November, December timeframe that lacks a seller. So I'm hoping that gets us to some targets. Van On is one of the market panelists along with Elaine Cub and Betsy Jensen at the Harvest of Knowledge event going on tomorrow in Grand Forks. Aberdeen livestock owner Kevin Larson says while the cash prices are holding after the cattle futures fell sharply earlier in the week, he sees a concerning trend in the cattle industry. No, you know, we haven't seen much. We've had a great yearling run. These yearlings have been bringing good money, but it seems even this last week, the yearlings for where the board's at, they're still bringing a pretty good premium. You know, there's a lot of feed in the country, you know, and uh, but we're seeing we're seeing small guys quit, though. Like, I've already sold five, well, one major herd off. Like, these guys that are, have had two 80-year-old guys just haul all their calves and cows in just all a couple of days ahead of time, and I'm getting out, so... There's zero expansion happening. The latest Minnesota crop news from the University of Minnesota provided a recap of some research projects for the year. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. University of Minnesota Extension Nutrient Management Specialist Carl Rosen explains that in sandier soils, research continues to show that it's important to split nitrogen applications and monitor potato plants closely to make sure you're getting nutrients to the plant when it needs it. 
try to match that nitrogen with the uh, demand of the crop. And for potatoes, it's usually around that time of tuber initiation to uh, initial tuber bulking is really that time when nitrogen is taken up. That's when you have a lot of vegetative growth. You put a little bit of nitrogen in your starter, probably the bulk of it around emergence, and then monitor your crop after that. We recommend petiole analysis is the, the procedure that we're using and it's been used for many years. And while there's always some issues sometimes with petioles, it's still our best tool that we have to try to monitor the, the nitrogen status of the uh, crop. Rosen also says they've started research to improve the ability to monitor crops using technology. We're also looking at remote sensing and reflectance uh, measurements. So petiole analysis is kind of spot checking the field. Um, you can't get a lot of samples just because of the time it takes to get it, but we're looking at uh, perhaps using either satellites or drones to uh, get a better idea of spatial variability in the field, and so maybe the whole field doesn't need to have additional nitrogen, and if there's a way to variable rate your nitrogen through the irrigation system, uh, that might be something in the future that can, get, that can be used to utilize that nitrogen more efficiently. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. A better weather outlook pressured the grain market yesterday. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson says the range in South America was one consideration. You know, both Argentina and Brazil have seen some pretty decent rains here the last 10 days, two weeks, with more in the forecast. And really, Brazil's uh, rainy season really doesn't start till November, December. So as long as these rains stay in the forecast and they show up, there's going to be pressure on the beans. Paulson said this market is suffering from a lack of fresh, bullish news. Make sure you tune in to the Red River Farm Network. You can go to rrfn.com and find your podcasts of all of the broadcasts with the latest news, weather updates, and a whole lot more. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Rock and roll agronomy owner Jason Hansen says North Dakota corn yields, northern North Dakota corn yields, are below average. Corn-wise, we've got uh, the drought really impacted us here. Uh, I've been hearing corn 90 to 105 uh, bushels, so that's below what we normally are used to. Soybeans, our range, if you had moisture, 30, 35, if you didn't, all the way down to 10, I've heard. So we we got, uh, we ended up with 5.4 inches of rain from September through now. And we could have used that a full month ahead of time. That would have helped corn and beans out. Washburn, Washburn, North Dakota farmer Clark Price has been busy preparing his cattle ahead of the upcoming snow system, the system that we're seeing right now. He hasn't had a chance to start drying corn yet. Getting ready to do that just this week, but now with the weather coming in, we're like, oh, I guess we're going to take care of some cattle first. So we're bringing mostly yearlings off grass right now, so we're trying to get pastures rounded up and get those off because the way the weather sounds, the end of the week, we're going to be water's going to be froze up, and there's a lot of grass out there yet, but uh, I think the, I think the water's going to be an issue. So we got into a little bit of corn here. Oh, we did some for feed. For the high moisture corn about three weeks ago, maybe an hour, maybe a little longer than that even. But, yeah, it's it's a super, super crop. It's unreal. 180, 190 range, kind of dry land corn, that's for us unheard of. 
USDA has issued a disaster declaration for Clearwater, Kitson, Lake of the Woods, Marshall and Roseau counties in northwest Minnesota due to drought. Emergency loans are now available through the Farm Service Agency. Checking markets as we speak, we're four and a quarter higher for Minneapolis wheat for the Dease contract, 725 is the quote. Chicago wheat for December, four and three quarter higher, and hard red winter wheat, the same contract, one and three quarter cents higher. The market uh, for corn's down a fraction right now. December corn, a quarter penny lower, 479 and three quarters. March, down a half penny. Soybeans are higher, one and three quarter cents higher for November, 1290 is the quote. January, 1310 and a quarter. That's a gain of one and three quarter cents. As we check in on the farm calendar, the 40th annual Harvest of Knowledge Agri-Women's Conference is going on tomorrow at the Alera Center in Grand Forks. Mentioned earlier, a look at what's happening in the markets with Elaine Cub, Christy Van Ahn, and Betsy Jensen. Uh, they'll have an update on biofuels and the farm bill. That's the Agri-Women's Conference in Grand Forks tomorrow. NDSU, the Department of Animal Science and the Judging Club hosting a Harvesting Success Livestock Judging Workshop on Sunday. That'll be held at Shepherd Arena. All 4-H and FFA youth are encouraged to attend that event. Speaking of youth, the National FFA Convention is coming up in Indianapolis, Indiana, November 1st through the 4th. So next week, uh, Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor will be in Indianapolis reporting on all of the happenings with the blue and gold. Stay safe out there. Have yourself a good day. This is the Red River Farm Network.